We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we've recorded this podcast on. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and the relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Hello and welcome to Leveling Up, your leadership podcast brought to you by professional and continuing education at the University of Adelaide. The podcast will bring you all the tools, tips and insights to help you unlock your leadership potential and get the most from your team. We'll bring you stories from South Australian leaders and the latest leadership thinking and ideas from the university's facilitators to provide you with the essential guide to levelling up your leadership. Hello and welcome to this episode of Leveling Up, your leadership podcast. My name is Lorraine Caruso and I'm the facilitator for PACE's Emotional Intelligence at Work short course. So during my career, uh, spans nearly 40 years now, I've held uh, roles across multi-site organisations, regional and state level, general management, CEO and board director. And in all of these roles, without question, the number one competency that I've identified for effective, engaging environments and workforces is emotional intelligence. So in this episode, I'll be sharing the introduction to why emotional intelligence is important at work and a brief insight into the application of EQ competencies. Just a snapshot. So let's start with what is emotional intelligence and why is it important for business? First of all, I would say uh, I do get asked this question, is emotional intelligence really important or relevant for business? My response is always it is business. While we have humans uh, working together, connecting, executing on organisational objectives, it's only ever really going to be about the connection and therefore the emotional connection being that we're social beings really important for business. What is emotional intelligence? So many definitions, but I really like this one. How well we handle ourselves and our relationships with others. So we need to think about how we are going about our business. What messages are we sharing with others, either verbally or non-verbally, because either one is going to have an impact on someone else. And our relationships with others, what are we doing to build those relationships and what is it about what we do again that impacts um, on building and strengthening the relationships. So let's just talk to the relevance to business. From the World Economic Forum in 2020, the Future of Jobs report talks to the skills that have been identified as being in high demand within an organisation. Emotional intelligence hits at number six. I'd have to say that if you asked me again, I would certainly say to me it is number one. However, very pleasing to see it identified as number six ahead of things like complex problem solving at number seven, technology design and programming at number 10, reasoning, problem solving and ideation at number 13. So emotional intelligence at number six. Also interesting report from McKinsey, skill shift automation and the future of the workforce. This talks to the idea that physical and manual capability is dropping. That is pretty obvious to those of us in the workforce, that the shift in the way of work is quite different, what it is that we do. Interestingly, it talks to the fact that by 2030, social and emotional skills and interactions and the time we spend on social and emotional will increase by 24%. 
that is a significant change to the importance of skill in the workforce. So plenty for you to research for us to know about the skills that are important in the workforce. In 1995, Daniel Goleman released Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, very influential on leaders across the world to consider the competencies relating to emotional intelligence, why we should consider those as important skills. He also released an article, um, a Harvard Business Review article, which is still tops the list as one of the most important articles for from Harvard called What Makes a Leader. Again, very interesting research conducted here over 188 companies at the time, measured both qualitative and quantitative data and looked at what was important, what was important when it came to being an effective leader. Emotional intelligence was identified as being incredibly important for effective leadership. In the article, Daniel Goleman talks specifically to five domains, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy and social skills. And since that time has adjusted those domains down to four, to which I'm going to talk briefly to two of those domains in today's session. So let's have a look at what the four domains are now. Self-awareness, which talks to the competency of emotional self-awareness. So again, the constant reference to emotion and emotional, you'll find, appears in both the domains and the competencies discussed. Self-management, four competencies sit within this particular domain, things like our ability to control our emotions, our ability to have emotional competence. Moving into social awareness, we talk to empathy, which is certainly a very popular discussion in organisations as it should be, the ability to put oneself in someone else's shoes. Organisational awareness also sits in social awareness. Uh, From my career perspective and for the time that I spend with executives in executive coaching, I would spend a bit of time on organisational awareness. It's really important to understand what the organisation is doing, where the influences are in the organisation, how the organisation connects, and for those that are looking to continue to develop and grow in their leadership role, exposure comes within organisational awareness. And the last is relationship management competencies such as coaching and mentoring, teamwork, and of course, inspirational leadership. In that article by Daniel Goleman, Emotional Intelligence has 12 elements, which do you need to work on? He talks to EQ being not just sociability, sensitivity, and likability. I think this is incredibly important when we think about emotional intelligence at work. It isn't about being liked. It's not just about being friendly. It's about skills to enable you to deliver difficult feedback. It's about the skill to sit around a table and ruffle some feathers sometimes. It's about the ability to drive change, to understand what the human motivation and influences are that enables us to accept change and shift with change. It enables us to think outside the box. In the same article, it talks to the opportunity to take 360-degree assessments, which are really very valuable in understanding how you are being perceived in the work environment in this particular case. I also strongly believe that observation of oneself at work and reflection on past interactions can be incredibly influential for you when developing competencies. So let's have a brief look at emotional self-awareness 
Daniel Goleman again says, people who have a high degree of self-awareness recognise how their feelings affected them, other people and their job performance. So again, it's this idea of observation. We need to be able to spend time to watch ourselves, reflect on what transpired and what was the outcome and make some decisions about what the benefit is to the organisation, the people in the organisation and ultimately ourselves and our own growth and influence. Leadership is about influence. Leadership is an interesting role now because whereas before we had majority of leadership roles with those that had direct reports, that is very different in today's work environment. The majority of cases we are, whilst we may have people who report directly to us, we will be looking to influence across broad and complex stakeholder groups, both internal and external to the organisation. So again, the way we go about our business, the way we present ourselves, the consideration of the intent around our presence and communication is a really important skill in leadership. And with practice, we'll give you a competitive advantage. So what are some of the key attributes of emotional self-awareness? Certainly one is a deep understanding of your own emotions, strengths, weaknesses, needs and drives. Once again, this comes from observation and reflection. Taking some time to consider how it is that you're having influence on others and what is the response through your interactions and connection and your relationships. Honesty with yourself and honesty with others. The major competency I have recognised in leaders is that you do know how your behaviours impact. And again, leaders are moving in organisations with intent. There's objectives to be achieved. Those objectives around people, certainly high priority always and even more so now given the state of the workplace and the state of how it is that workers are feeling in the workplace. So how you're presenting, how you're communicating, what forums you're using to communicate, how well your messages are being received, Are you giving consideration to how others feel about your communication and your interactions? They generally demonstrate a thirst for constructive criticism. So people who are self-aware are looking for that constructive feedback to know what's working and what may not be working. They generally will ask for help and they play to their strengths. So how does it look at work? Again, my uh, reflection back on the number of years in the workplace still now in practice I find that self-aware, emotionally self-aware people consider their words. This is a really interesting uh, competency that flows all the way through emotional intelligence. They think before they speak. What is it? What is the intent around what it is that you're saying? What's the likely outcome? Is it tailored to the person that you're speaking to? Is it going to add value? They'll generally have their ego in check. They're looking to add value. We all need ego uh, in a leadership role. We all need to be able to speak up, stand up, and we obviously need confidence in what it is we bring to the table. But to a point, certainly consideration for others is really important when it comes to emotional self-awareness and the demonstration of that. They focus their intention on how they can add value and they'll generally be values-driven, so they'll understand important values to them and generally will seek environments that enables them to align with their values and the workplace will align with their values. Good example of demonstration or being able to observe um, emotional self-awareness is when people attend a meeting or enter a forum of change, 
can sometimes be quite obvious when someone doesn't want to be in the meeting or is opposed to what it is that's being presented. So emotional self-awareness has a check on that before you enter the meeting or the forum to say, well, what is my intent here? Am I going in to add value? And therefore, how do I want to present in the room? One example of emotional self-awareness at work. Let's talk briefly to emotional self-control. Again, Daniel Goleman says, people who are in control of their feelings and impulses, that is, people who are reasonable, love the saying, people who are reasonable, are able to create an environment of trust and fairness. So this consideration for one's emotional self-control. Again, intentional leadership gives consideration to how it is that you are managing in a moment and even pre-prepare yourself for those environments where there's potential to be um, some level of heightened emotion and how is it that you want to influence that conversation, that environment. Again, you'll notice the attributes here are quite similar in that they will pick their words carefully. They're well considered. They'll suspend judgment, seek out information and listen and they're stronger at reflection and thoughtfulness. So again, I'm, leadership is about considering how it is that you're going to move a group of people forward to meeting the collective objectives. So consideration for your own emotional self-control will have a positive influence or otherwise. So how does it look at work? Emotional People with emotional self-control tend to listen without interruption. So they are in the moment, they're listening to you. They're not making uh, assumptions about what it is you're going to say. And, of course, the very common, um, as we all do because we're human, think about what it is that we want to say in return. So that's, of course, going to happen, but they will be conscious about ensuring that they are listening before developing an answer. They'll generally answer questions slowly. So emotional self-control leaders will tend to speak slower. They'll slow down. They'll listen to what it is you're saying. They'll consider their response they tend to be even-tempered and in workplaces they will often be the people who are sought out for counsel. So a good example in a workplace is receiving an email which evokes negative emotion. We've all received those. The, the email lands, we read the email, we can feel the emotional intensity. Actually, interesting, here's a classic example of observation. Often we don't feel the emotional intensity or we don't observe the level of emotional intensity. And that is a really important skill with developing emotional competence is to be able to notice when the emotionally intense moments arrive and when it's adding value to you and people around you and when it's not. And the receipt of an email is a good one because we tend to respond quite quickly. Emotional competence says, I can feel the rise of emotional tension. I'm going to sit on this for a while. And then when you do respond, read it back to yourself and say, how will this be received? And is this going to be received with the intent that I would like? Which ultimately, for EQ, should be aiming for a win-win outcome in any circumstance. So there's a couple of examples for you of emotional intelligence in practice. What we look to do in the sessions is take the theory, uh, particularly Daniel Goleman's, uh, it has high practical application. And in the session, we spend the majority of the time looking at ways that we can build our competency through application in the workplace which aligns with human motivation and builds harmonious work environments. We'd love to see you join us at PACE. I hope we can catch you soon. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Leveling Up, your leadership podcast. For tools, tips and insights to level up your leadership, subscribe to this podcast and follow professional and continuing education at the University of Adelaide on LinkedIn.